you're listening to the We Don't Want to Wait I Zombie Podcast Marshmallow Crossover spe- Special Spectacular. I'm Robin. I'm Stephanie. And uh, we are here for more Veronica Mars that uh, we watched uh, days ago. But uh, I have lots of notes, so it'll refresh in my mind as I read along here what I have. I watched it today. Oh, good, good. So you'll be the one that's on the ball today. <laughs> Maybe, unless I get it mixed up with other things. Oh, God. Just don't, just don't <laughs> tell me you, you watched ahead. Then we'll be okay. Well... No, I did watch the next one. Oh Ain't no Magic God. Mountain High enough. There you go. But it's very, it's very self-contained. Okay, okay, so it's a one-off. Yeah, kind spoilers. Veronica solves a mystery. What? <laughs> no, I'm not even. I'm done. I'm done watching this show. <laughs> uh, okay, so the episodes we're covering this week are One Angry Veronica, Donut Run, <laughs> and Richard and Wallace go to White Castle. <laughs> yep. Yep. And uh, yeah, it was, I some good episodes, I thought. Yeah, you'll have to explain to me the reference for Donut Run. <laughs> okay, I will. Okay. Uh, well, I could just explain it now. I mean, Duncan, that's his, That's his, the nickname that uh, Lily gave him, Duncan Donut. Oh, so he, she, call, okay. she called him Donut all the time. Oh, so I didn't d- know that. Donut's running. Yeah. Oh. But it's also, you know, classic uh, Rob Thomas turn of phrase you're like it's a he's donut and he's running but he could also you know i'm going on a donut run you know okay i get it now people, so people, never... people often go on donut runs you know yes <laughs> but i did i did i had no idea that lily called him duncan donut <laughs> did you uh realize why the our first episode is called one angry veronica yes because it's like one angry it's like 12 angry 12 men, angry men. <laughs> yeah but I like how it's you know we find we're we're left off with the uh, the Meg revelation and Veronica very much yes. uh, upset at Duncan and uh, so you know you see that title you go oh man she's gonna be pissed in this episode no she's sequestered uh-huh. for most of it <laughs> uh, here's the it was written by Russell Smith the synopsis here uh, Veronica gets put in charge of a jury. While Keith gets put in charge of finding out how the Aaron and Lily sex tapes went missing, so let's do uh, let's do jury duty first. Okay. Um, so Keith uh, offers Veronica ice cream because hooray, she has a bad day. And guess what, honey? You're 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 gonna get a you're gonna learn all about jury duty today. Uh, so put your life on hold. Nobody ever wants jury duty. I got jury duty once. And I was like super psyched. Uh, yeah. But I was an alternate. And so I like sat for the entire case and then couldn't like. Uh, couldn't voice your couldn't opinion voice or opinion. do anything about it. Yeah. Huh. Have you been on a jury before? No. Every time I've been summoned, uh, I lived in like I'd like I'd lived in one county and moved to the next. Uh-huh. And they had my old address. Uh, and so I couldn't go or I would get out of it because. I work, you know, when you work in healthcare, you can easily get out of it. Mm-hmm. I have to work. I, no, they can't live without me. <laughs> Literally, people will die if I don't go to work. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, uh, if I didn't have anything else to do, I think it would be okay. It would just <laughs> be very inconvenient to life. That's true. That's true. Uh, especially when it's one of those juries that gets like you get get put up in a hotel and stuff and. You know, if it's a real big case or something and you get just cut off from yeah. reality. I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, 
the jury, uh, there's, there's, you know, obviously 12 members, but there are, uh, I love the cast of characters. What, what, what each character is yes, called. Yes. It's, it's a very, um, current contemporary, <laughs> you know, like, in the movie 12 Angry Men, it was 12 Angry Men. It was white men, mm-hmm. you know, supposedly the um, peers to this black kid <laughs> who was on trial. But they were like just types right. of 12 white men. <laughs> yes. Hey, there's the and bald this one. Is, <laughs> yeah, and the th- one. this is, you know, the... The Hispanic lady, mm-hmm. the the actual angry man, yep. quite angry man, the the sports guy, the uh, yeah. Th- this is the this is the they they actually had them the list them in the listing. I okay. mean, there's ones that aren't even aren't even named, but there's of course you know Veronica, but and then the uh, they call the rich guy uh, the CEO. They call him Captain Captain of Industry. <laughs> That's his character. Okay, knitting great. He we wait wait we know him from. Uh, the Handmaid's Tale, yes. where he plays the exact same character. Yes, Commander Price, uh, the commander of the eyes, uh, who gets blowed up. Spoilers. So we also have Knitting Grandmother. Yes. Woman Studies Professor. Sports. Oh, the lady. Wait, 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 wait. Uh-huh. The lady from Hearst. Uh-huh. Uh- the lady who plays uh, uh, Rebecca. Rebecca. Bunch's psychologist. On uh, Crazy Ex Girlfriend. <laughs> yes, uh, her name is Michael Hyatt. Or I'm not sure if it's Michelle, if she's a girl, or that she just calls herself Michael. But um, yeah, apparently she's from The Wire, uh, True Detective, and Nightcrawler as well. She, yeah, she's been in a million things. She's mm-hmm. British. Mm-hmm. Um, sports guy. Uh huh. And uh, uh, Ned Flanders type. And single mother waitress. These are the character mm. names. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So we have uh, we have the captain of industry um, saying this, it's going to be an easy case. Let the young lady be the foreman, and it's like, oh gosh. Yeah, uh, I'm going to allow. We're going to allow the young lady to learn a <laughs> civics lesson here today, and we're going to make her. You know, why didn't he just take over like he wanted to? Right. <laughs> See this whole thing. Okay, I don't. I don't know if we have to go through this entire uh, case because. To me, it wasn't it wasn't that interesting because it wasn't personal to Veronica. Um, yeah, it was very hard to follow. Yeah, I had to watch it several times to go. Now what? So the boys are like committing a crime either way. Yeah, but it's okay because they're like oh niners and, and they're trying to they're, like discriminate against this girl who they're trying to make look like a like a prostitute. And uh, she wasn't. She was just a girl yeah. who worked at a car wash that probably was excited to party with a couple of O-Niners. Um, oh, uh, the granny, by the way, uh, Yvonne Cole, uh, is from Jane the Virgin. And also apparently played a Cuban dancer named Yolanda in Godfather 2. <laughs> mm. uh, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh there wasn't a lot to it. Oh, sports guy. That guy, that's Todd from Scrubs. That was the other thing. Oh, <laughs> I was okay. like, it's Todd. He's basically playing Todd again. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, Captain Industry is, you know, kind of racist and starts calling the girl a whore and, you know, the, you know, it goes back and forth, back and forth. And finally, um, they, I don't know, they dismiss the case maybe or... <laughs> 
I don't even know what happened. Uh, I don't. Again, it doesn't really sink in because it's not anything that has to do with the overall plot, nor is it like just like an interesting case for Veronica. It's funny, too, because it got me thinking about, you know, something more interesting than this case, which is um, that it's funny to put Veronica on a jury in an episode of Veronica Mars when an episode of Veronica Mars is her solving a case. So it's funny how, like in a lot of these jury uh, TV specials and movies, it's always the jury that has to figure out the facts and and do detective work on their own. <laughs> like, yeah, like, instead of just just give me some information and let me let me you know uh, let me run this through my brain right. and figure it out. Yeah, the jury has to do too many, make too many steps. I'm sure the jury doesn't have to do so much as is depicted on TV and movies because you know there it's like it like ignores the fact that there were police involved. There, there was there was a case that was run. There was there was lawyers on either side that are, and they have strict uh, instructions from the judge to do this. Right, just one thing. Just do this one thing. (laughs) You don't have to make it more complicated than it already is. But, uh. You know, Veronica can't just, yeah. You know, do that. She has to investigate it. That's what she does. Right, right. And again, it's, but it's, but it was like a bottle episode. She was. It was. It's the uh, Christmas holidays. <laughs> she thought she was going to be doing this, but she's not. She's right. stuck doing jury a jury duty. And they tried to kind of include. I don't know. I think it was Thumper that confronts her and tells her to change her. You know, to make sure that Anissa isn't um, convicted or something like that. And then she ends up with Muchas Gracias bitch written on her windshield when she gets done with the whole thing. Like after she finally gets justice for this girl, Anissa, that we never meet. Um, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> that's what that's that's what she gets as a, you know, payment. Like Muchas Gracias bitch. Because <laughs> they still hate her, you know. But anyway, moving on. Uh, unless you really wanted to talk about that case more. <laughs> No. <laughs> okay, Keith and the mix, missing sex tapes. That's that was more interesting to me. Um, it also, um, I don't know, is another one of those things where things are happening that are not to our lead characters that are going on in the background, and you know, our our lead characters have to figure out like uh, Keith has to. But let me just go through this. Okay, so uh, Woody calls Keith for help. This could, he says, these missing sex tapes could ruin the investigation and Neptune's marketability. So he's he's I don't know I I find I be I'm a little skeeved at Woody I don't quite trust him, um, you know he was a little weird with his kid and punishing him uh, last week and then and now he's like more concerned about making sure that Nep it's like the mayor from Jaws yes <laughs> yes but also okay um, Woody's wife could just be OCD and they yeah. just have to tiptoe around her issues right. And Veronica was just looking at it through her lens of I've got to find these parents who are being who are mistreating this kid. Right. So to her, it looked like one thing and it could just be a simple something else. But here it's like these tapes could ruin this investigation. But he's really just more concerned about, you know, he's trying to, I don't know, do this incorporated Neptune kind of thing. But um, we also next see that Sheriff Lamb actually has a, um, a a personal gym for himself in one of the rooms. Maybe. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 shoot, <laughs> Keith, 
comes by and he was like, Keith, I just don't understand why you weren't more, you know, worried about physical fitness when you were here. And he was like, well, I was too busy solving crime. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Like, Lamb is just the worst. Leaves himself open to that one. Uh, but we find out here and the, the, the story that's going around the entire police station is Lamb's story, which is we have magnetic cards. They're all locked down. Inga's got codes in her drawer. Uh, and that's it. You know, it's, it's, there's no way anybody could have gotten into that evidence room and stole those tapes. Uh, um, and it's like, a, you know, as a person that works in it, when I hear that somebody has codes written in a drawer, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> that's not very secure. <laughs> uh, but funny enough, that doesn't actually come up until later. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we also meet the, uh, the security guy. What do they call him? Like really big security, really big deputy or something. It's I have it written in my notes somewhere, but uh, that comes back later too. Oh, the guy that's the bouncer. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's like so thrilled to meet Veronica Mars. <laughs> like, oh, I've heard about you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Keith, uh, well, he interviews Leo, and Leo is the only one that's saying that security is a joke around there, and that. Um, you know, the tapes are probably worth a lot. And so Keith immediately calls Lloyd Blankenship, the reporter, and asks if there's any buzz on them. And they say it's probably the tabloids. And so um, then he brings Logan in and um, and he's wondering if maybe he, he kind of uh, hypothesizes that Logan might have might be trying to help Aaron's case by stealing the tapes. Um and what the one thing we have to note in this scene is that he's calling Keith dude. And uh, Keith says, that's Mr. Mars to you. Mm. They call me Mr. Mars. Um, so, yeah, Logan steals a staff email list. And then all of a sudden people are getting email requests, $50,000 for the tape. Um, and so Keith tries to set up a sting. But this person emails him back and says, dude, I already have the tapes. Uh, and that's what Keith puts together. Yeah, I mean, he, he probably... Figures that it would make sense that Logan would want these tapes. Mm-hmm. But he knew for sure when he was calling him dude. Yeah. And it's not to protect his father. It is pretty much to uh, make sure that it doesn't get out onto the internet. I'm, I'm surprised that they didn't make a Paris Hilton joke at this point, too. <laughs> like they did before. But, uh, yeah. he. Uh, we have a scene of Keith, uh, Logan sadly watching his girlfriend, his dead girlfriend, have sex with his father. Uh, <laughs> I mean, th- that's very sad. That is it's very, very sad. sad. Like, he got me. I understand. That's awful. To, you know, to say, you will never see Lily again. Oh, except when I see her on video being yeah. violated. <laughs> yeah. Violated is right where getting it, yeah. getting it on with ugh, my dad. Yeah. And Terrible. Keith, of course, is like for that experience, you paid fifty grand, and um, Keith like feels for him, but he's also kind of mad because this is this is the case against Aaron Eccles, who he definitely wants behind bars, um, and uh, he wants to know how Logan got them for the tenth of their market value, which is very important. He didn't that the person that sold it to him didn't make a profit, and he says, "I always depended on the kindness of strangers." Do you know what that's a reference to? <laughs> no, what that streetcar named Desire. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, we find out Leo has a little sister named Tina. She's got down. Okay, this made me want to gouge my eyeballs out. Why? I don't know. This just uh, Max Green 
Greenfield. Yeah. Just, you know, these, saying these lines, just, I just could Here's all this exposition it. about me you've never heard of, and I totally betrayed yeah, the my Yeah, this sister job I've to, never heard of. And yeah. Yeah. I just hated it. Hated it. Yeah, should, we should have had something about Tina before. Um you know, much like they dropped the whole codes thing in this episode, and they dropped the deputy thing in this episode, and that's going to come into play later. Um, we didn't have any setup for the little sister with Down syndrome, and it's yeah, like, the, I mean, bye bye, Leo, you know? <laughs> yeah. We see a good cop uh, trying to do the right thing um, by his sister, but also completely neglecting his job, but also. It's like he's doing the right thing for Logan as well, who is doing it for the right reasons. But still, Leo loses his badge as a result. I can't believe you stuck around as long as you did, Leo. Yep. (laughs) Um, I would say... It's just so weird that at this point, like, uh, Jackie's been gone for several episodes. Wallace (laughs) is, you know, out of town. Uh yeah, I, you know, I didn't weird. see any sort of trivia when I was looking in the you know the usual suspects, uh, the you know the, the various wikis I looked through and the databases and whatever. I didn't see anything about like oh uh, uh, Percy Daggs the third needed like vacation or Tessa Thompson was on medical leave or you know anything like that. You know, just mm-hmm. it's it's like oh season two we've got to add a whole bunch of teenagers also but we can't pay them all at one time to be on the show no no. if you're in the credits you get paid for every show it doesn't matter Mm. you do so it's like whether they're gonna also dick and beaver both in the credits how often do we see dick and beaver yeah dick is just usually like he's not very developed he's just an airhead guy yeah although a disgusting guy just a little bit more likable this season i think you know, especially what he's, you know, going back and forth with the PCHers, you know. Um, but still kind of repulsive at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we got to talk about Meg. Uh, uh, Veronica confronts Duncan and he fesses up and we find out that Chris Daly, the name on the envelope, is Meg's aunt. And she was going to move there to raise her baby. And Veronica is super upset with him. And that's when... Um, we Dick announces. Oh, because because Meg is talking about how they want her to put this baby up for adoption in this super religious group and uh, indoctrination and. Yeah, the parents want adoption, but uh-huh. the the group they want to give the baby away to is uh, yeah religious indoctrination, tough love, tough love, tough love, <laughs> tough love. Um, and uh, you know since uh. We did have this backstory of Meg getting abused, and at least as her little sister is. She obviously doesn't want her her baby being uh, raised in any sort of abusive environment. So yeah, and then we have the whole uh, the thing with Sheriff Lamb knowing that something was up, but kind of allowing it to happen. Yeah. Anyway, just being just L- turning a blind eye, Lamb sort being of. Lamb. Yeah, he's so sorry. And he's so lazy. Duncan's supposed to be like, uh, you know, he's a he's a dad. He's supposed to have rights here, but then they find out Meg Meg's parents have lawyers looking into Duncan's medical history. So, mm. um, so Meg actually apologizes to Veronica for her behavior, and then says, "If anything happens to me, don't let them send the baby away, and definitely don't let them keep it." Talking about the parents. Mm-hmm. 
And so, yeah. So that means they only have one option. Mm. And at the end of the episode, Keith gets a call and tells Veronica that Meg died. A blood blood clot went to her heart. We know what happened. The mother smothered her. (laughs) I told you all about it. (laughs) Uh, But uh, that's just one of those things where it's like, you know, it's so funny that um, Joel Silver, the producer, has them do this ridiculous alternate ending for the previous episode and and to put on AOL. And Rob Thomas is like, we just do whatever we want. It'll it'll be wild. We won't ever have to comment on it because it's it's known explicitly as an alternate ending. It's not the real show. So uh-huh. in that alternate ending, uh, Meg is murdered and she dies. <laughs> so you come to this episode and go, "Wow, what a crazy alternate ending!" Meg is so safe. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rob Thomas also uh, murdered her with a uh, blood clot. <laughs> so uh, on. Uh, uh, Rob Thomas actually says the intention was always to get Meg to survive long enough to give birth. What we were really interested in was having that baby. So for our storytelling, it's less about wanting to kill Meg and more about wanting to have this baby that's in jeopardy. That's Duncan's baby that brings a point of crisis with Duncan and Veronica. So yeah, uh, poor uh, Alona Tal is used as a vessel <laughs> for this baby plot. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Keith heads to bed after giving her the news, and um, he says that pizza's coming, and the knock at the door is Wallace, and I I'm, uh, I teared up a little bit. <laughs> I was like, yeah, because hey, she's so and upset. Then, yeah, and they're watching, you know, the new year, the ringing in the new year on the couch together. Yeah. I mean, Veronica just was she, uh, she just she needed Wallace. Yep, yeah, and you know <clears throat> after. And it just kind of adds up the the whole case with, you know, working on that jury and, you know, working so hard at it and having this great thing with Hearst College happen. And then to come out through a parking lot and be like, you know, back to reality, muchas gracias, bitch. And then come home or, you know, and Meg's, Meg was actually invited to this New Year's Eve party. Uh, and it turns out that she could, she dies in, in the hospital on New Year's Eve. It's just sad. Mm-hmm. This poor baby has no mother now. All right, uh, so shall we go on to Donut Run? Yes. Written and directed by Rob Thomas. This is the very first time Rob Thomas ever directed an episode of TV. What? And he says, It could not have made less sense for me to direct an episode right smack in the middle of the season, and it about killed me. For a month there, I was doing two jobs, and they're both very full-time, directing an episode and still writing the show, and looking at cuts of the show, looking at scripts, doing casting. All of that had to keep going while I was directing, and it was really difficult. I think if I direct in the future, it'll be episode 20, 21, or 22, so all the scripts are in, and I don't have to have both hats on at the same time. Oh, so that's why. Okay. Uh, the synopsis for this episode is Veronica helps Duncan escape with his daughter. Meanwhile, Weevil and Logan keep investigating Felix's murder while we find out what Wallace has been up to. So the first thing in my notes I have divided up here is the uh, Felix case. Um, and so Weevil and Logan meet up. Uh, he's, Weevil says it must be either Hector or Bootsy, the two that Thumper says he left on the bridge with Felix. And whichever one of those guys that did it is also dealing drugs with the Fitzpatricks. Okay, so hopefully this all will start to make sense. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And also, Veronica makes this joke about, oh, I think it was in the last one when Thumper comes to talk to her at the Java the Hut. She's Mm. like, which one are you? (laughs) 
<laughs> I know exactly because you know, as a viewer, you're like, "What? Which one is this one again?" This guy that we haven't heard from. Enough. And she's like, "What did she say?" She's like, "Sleepy, dopey, or droopy, or <laughs> yeah, something, something like that." Yeah. <laughs> um. So because yeah, these names are ridiculous. These nicknames. Oh, this is where I uh, um, started to like Dick a little bit because wow, everybody just. Cut that out as a sound bite. Um, Logan, <laughs> <laughs> Logan asked Dick to uh, try to buy X from the PCHers, and Dick reports back that Bootsy said no, but Hector sold to him. And so Logan uh, slyly slips it to Weevil the X in the hallway with the name um, Hector on it. Oh, yeah, that was cute. Yeah. Weevil confronts Hector about the ecstasy, who says he just got it from another white boy, and Thumper says that he's lying. And uh, Weevil wants a name. So then Weevil goes and talks to O-Niner Sean. Remember him? Yes. He's the one with the... The one whose father is really the butler. Right. And he knows all about Sean's secret. And he asks who his supplier is. And he says that um, uh, he's not dumb enough to deal for, for Fitzpatrick's. Um, and that, that, by the way, is the final appearance of this O-Niner. <laughs> he won't be back. Oh. Yep. Um, after Logan says he believes him, they talk about Neptune high history. Um, there, there were Fitzpatrick brothers that were like seniors for seven years that stayed in school just to deal drugs, but they got expelled. So they had to find another pipeline to the school and they used Weevil's predecessor Reaper. Um, Uh and then all of a sudden he disappeared and there's no way Felix would have worked for Fitzpatrick's because that was Felix's big brother. And they all know that Uh Fitzpatrick's uh, killed him. Uh huh. Um, and so the next part, last part of this whole case for this episode is uh, Weevil goes to a tattoo shop and Felix was there before he died and he was there to get a tattoo of Molly Fitzpatrick, his secret love. Ah, uh, see, this is what I was trying to say last week and didn't realize that I was, that I uh, had gotten it from watching ahead. Oh. That, that, to, that, that, that Molly is the link between the Fitzpatrick's and the... Felix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're uh, forbidden love. Forbidden love. And it's kind of recycled from um, season one. And that, speaking of Paris Hilton, that whole episode, another PCHer. Well, at least Molly's on an 09 or She's just a, another group. A non PCHer. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So um, the Wallace part of the story um, Wallace is disgusted to find Veronica on the floor listening to I Don't Want to Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was like, yes. <laughs> um, so uh, Veronica discovers that uh, through Search Engine Olympics, by the way, which is a uh, I would love to have that in high school. Um, did we have the internet um, <laughs> in high school? No, I did. you did. I think not we it. could look up like newspaper archives. When you were in high school, uh, maybe they were just all on a CD, <laughs> like Encarta. <laughs> See, I know you're younger than me, but you're not that much younger than right. me. Maybe I'm confusing it with when I worked in a school as well, because I also worked in a school. So, okay, yeah. that's probably it. Because, like, my first when I got out of college, my first job, I remember we could go into the library, the hospital library, mm-hmm. and use the computer, but it would get hung up every time you tried to do anything. <laughs> you would get that little hourglass, <laughs> yeah, flipping around. So. He couldn't do anything. So Wallace finally confesses that uh, why he left Chicago, he he uh, and was in a car with uh, Richard who was driving. He hit a wino in the road, drunk driving, and then was told by Richard's uncle agent 
that it was probably just a dog. Don't worry about it. And Wallace couldn't deal with his conscience, so he just came back home. And uh, at the end, it's so funny. There's this guy named Ernie Sayers that's leaning on a car in the in the parking lot. And he's like, Ernie Sayers, Chicago statesman. Wallace, tell me about blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what the hell is a Chicago statesman? Like, is that a... Is that an- oh, it's a newspaper. He was a journalist. I know. I had, I had to somebody look Somebody said journalist. Yeah, somebody said journalist before they walked up. And Wallace was visibly shaken. He was nervous. Yeah. That, that journalist knew... Immediately, he was that they were guilty of something, and he said, "What kind of man do you want to be?" Right, which is sad, and that it is sad, but it's that speaks to Wallace. Right, that's his character. Oh, for sure. No, I'm just saying mm-hmm. it's sad. We find out in the next episode that this guy that got Wallace to fess up was actually all he ended up writing a story that that then framed Wallace in the papers, or or no, he it covered up for Richard. Well, I mean, it's probably his high flying bird agent slash <laughs> uncle slash whatever. Because yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, you know, biz- business yeah, we'll, is very important. We'll get to that in the next episode, but we got to talk about the donut run. Okay, so Veronica and Duncan break up in a very public way, mm. which yeah, uh, I, I I didn't remember how it. I didn't remember what was up. But I knew it that that was obviously a very loud breakup. I I fell for it. I I completely forgot that this was any sort of like setup. They're doing something publicly to distance Veronica from Duncan. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the Kendall stuff. Um, you know, Veronica being very jealous of Kendall and even talking to Dick about it. And Dick's like, "Girls like Kendall let you do the real vile stuff." And um, oh yeah, Veronica. I mean, she, they got re- they got pretty real for for an argument in front of everybody that was made up. The, her screaming at him that she's alive, unlike Meg. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> like you're choosing your dead ex girlfriend over me, mm-hmm. who's alive. <laughs> um, I, I did skip over this part. Uh, Logan and Veronica coming into the Neptune Grand, um, <laughs> and. Uh, Logan saying to Veronica, hi ho, uh, hi ho. <laughs> and then they come in and they find Kendall on a towel. And, um, but then we find out that Kendall was actually there from the previous night with Logan. And, um, she says to her, but why was she, but why was she in Duncan's bathroom just to cause trouble? Just to be, ca- no to idea. cause chaos? No idea. No clue. Um, and it probably will never get an answer because, <laughs> no. yeah. Um, but, yeah, she tells Logan that she's kind of tired of being called or at, called in the middle of the night. She's like, you know, a relationship like that, that doesn't satisfy me. And uh, Logan says, it doesn't satisfy you. Really? You always come. <laughs> Which I'm like, whoa, that got past whoa. the censors. Standards and practices. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Keith has to listen to the sad sounds of Al Green. Uh, and then the Hollies. The uh, Virgin Suicide yeah. uh, soundtrack. Yeah. But again, this is another thing where I think she's also – I mean he says at the end of this thing, in, 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 at the end of this case, like, uh, you played me, you know? And this is, I think, her – you know, yeah, sad, probably sad that she's going to have to say goodbye to Duncan. But she's also spending know, time in her room and I think passing yeah, things through my, the wall. On my, second, on my second watch, I wondered that too. Was she mourning the end of their relationship knowing that he was going to have to leave? Right actually have to leave but she couldn't let 
Keith know what was going on, she could she had to keep him in the dark too. Right, and it's so like it's so you know typically like teenager sadness seeing a girl like just grab a bowl and then all the cereal and all the milk and bring it into her bedroom, but she's really just <laughs> passing it through the wall to the other apartment. Ah. <laughs> And probably the music is up loud, so Keith doesn't hear her like talking through the wall. Maybe uh, or the baby crying. The baby crying. Yeah. yeah. When I saw Keith holding the diapers, I thought, "How does he not hear the baby mm. crying?" So uh, Lamb shows up to the rest Veronica. Arrest Veronica. I have a, a <laughs> slight cold, and I'm it's affecting my speech. Apparently, <laughs> uh, he says, "You're an accomplice accomplice in the abduction of baby Faith Manning." So they were going to name it Faith, or at least the parents were. I don't know about Meg. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I love Veronica being put in a lineup. That was hilarious. Um, With all those like prostitutes and <laughs> just, you know, whatever. Like I yeah. have you now, basically. Uh, so Keith is super pissed and he says that what Duncan did was wrong. If you help kidnap a child, you're going to jail. And uh, she says that she sold Celeste's earrings to get Duncan a lawyer. And he tells her to cooperate with Lamb. So Veronica is called to Lamb's office and finds Vinny and Celeste. And Lamb is not happy that Celeste has a PI involved. And uh, Celeste is. And couldn't you see? Couldn't you see Kristen Bale in that scene trying not to laugh? Oh no, I didn't. <laughs> Ken Miranda. Yes, I mean, she was holding her mouth. <laughs> very stiffly like she could crack up at any time celeste gets one final burn and says uh she's happy the child isn't veronica's yeah, like that's so like like you have to really hate veronica for that to cross your mind mm-hmm. you know? well i will have to say this is the last appearance of celeste kane on the show so bye-bye Aww. bye-bye uh one last burn before she leaves <laughs> Um, Veronica, uh, reminds Lamb of what they found at the Manning's house and he tells her he should have arrested her back then, which is just like, dude, but dude, you obviously have a black heart. <laughs> oh, he's the worst. Um, Veronica's released. Vinny asks her where Duncan is and she says, you'd be the last person I'd tell. And he's like, what? You'd tell Bin Laden before me? <laughs> back in my day, we had a little thing called patriotism. <laughs> Uh, he even offers $5,000 to her and then catches her trying to slip a pen bug into her bag, into his bag or into his shirt. I don't know. Yeah, that was a, a nice callback. Uh, then the FBI shows up and uh, one of them is Xena, uh, Lucy Lawless, <laughs> which I thought was great this episode, even though she had kind of a small part. But, you know, I think she did a good job. Yeah, well, and, and she, you know, putting Lamb in his place. You know, it's the team and then you, like, making him uh, submit to her by repeating what she said. Right. Oh, this is where Veronica talks to that deputy. Yeah, he's building the cast credits as super huge deputy. (laughs) Like, He's pretty super huge. I know, and he's also a bouncer (laughs) at Club Thin. (laughs) I don't know. And you just randomly, he's like, "I'll I'll get you into the club if you ask." You know. Yeah, that was weird. It's so like random, but it's a setup for uh, the next episode. Yeah. Um, Liam warns the FBI about interrogating Veronica Mars. Uh, they're not afraid. Um, Veronica tells them that Duncan had a cloud account, and then the FBI has to explain to Sheriff Lamb what about the, what the cloud is. <laughs> 
Veronica says, don't bother with Mexico. And Lamb's like, aha, so bother with that Mexico. <laughs> um, the FBI cracks. Old- yeah, because this is this where she, he calls her Br'er Rabbit. Yeah. Uh, I think so. Uh, it's, it's one of those. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that reference, though. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, the FBI cracks the laptop. The password is Enac Gem, which is Meg Kane backwards. <sighs> and uh, again, just like going through this all and knowing this Veronica and Duncan set this all up, it totally is selling the story that those two are broken up and it's so funny. You like feel for Veronica as you're watching this. You're like, oh man, he really loved Meg. And uh, she's just finding out more and more about this and getting hurt again and again and again. But it turns out that they just set this all up to. I mean, I'm sure he loved Kane, or loved Kane, loved, loved Meg. Mm-hmm. But this is also kind of a setup. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, he loves Veronica because at, at the end he says, you know, I've always loved you in. Then there's oh her which I'll save this for the end. Keep going, okay. keep going, keep okay, going. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, so through the laptop, they find out about the boat. The boat is empty, dirty diapers, empty cans of spaghettios, and then they're like, "Ooh, maybe it's a murder suicide." And Veronica actually says that she doesn't believe that. Then strangely, we find Vinny staking out Veronica's apartment, and she says. She gives him an envelope with says personal and confidential or something like that, and says when you find Veron- when you find Duncan, give this to him. But of course, so you know he's gonna. Of course, he's gonna read it. Right. You know it was a note saying, you know, we'll give you money if you help yep. Duncan escape. Because because Vinny Van Lowe has no loyalty yeah. to the Canes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's good to see in this that he's doing the right thing. Uh, you know, yeah, probably for the right price, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I also love they. There's a bit of trivia here. They they say "Morning Sam" and "Morning Ralph" to each other, <laughs> which is a re- reference to Sam the Sheepdog and Ralph the Wolf and the Looney Tunes cartoons. I don't know. My 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 buddy and I at work always uh, joke about that when we clock in. <laughs> uh, so Duncan calls Veronica, who tells himself tells him to turn himself in. They think I helped you. This is right about here where I was like, oh wait a second, that's. Obviously, a recording. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, okay, so we're not we're not seeing everything. This is all a big setup for the the FBI, who traced the call up north. Um, also, uh, while Veronica is on the phone uh, on campus, there she's standing next to a flyer that says "Teenage Women of Propriety." Which yeah, is, what is that? That's a shout out to the Television Without Pity boards, TWP. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, TWOP Television Without Pity. Yeah, I guess there were big a lot of a lot of Veronica fans on those boards. Yes, and that that's where you got all your spoilers. Remember boards? Yeah, that was great. <laughs> was great good, times. good times. I know. I was Facebook. thinking today. I was like, remember when we used to surf the net? <laughs> yes. We don't really do that anymore. Yeah, we're just docked on this island called Facebook. Yeah. Man, I I'm telling you, I I. I I am ready to give up all social media, and it's just the fact that there's these places where I I like to talk with friends and or mm-hmm. share certain interests. If there were boards outside of Facebook, and you know enough of the people I know were a part of it, like you know the old Jane Jack boards, the old and, gang, yeah, yeah. Um, I would totally chew boards. Those were the other ones, Starkville's. Anyway, sorry, reminiscing. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, uh, meanwhile, we find out that Veronica has Duncan and the baby stashed in an empty apartment next to her. And, um, 
they say time to go, and they say everybody bought it, including uh, Kendall, I guess, and uh, and then the boats, and they say goodbye, and he says he loves her. <laughs> oh, don't get it, Veronica. Yeah, in the end, uh, the <sighs> Chinese cookie. What am, what are you trying to say? The fortune cookie. We'll find out about fortune that later. later. How dare oh, you skip okay. ahead? Sorry. We have to go through the whole. Um, uh, the whole back and forth adventure here. So, okay. So, Sachs reports that Veronica's card was used in a Mexican hotel, and Lamb's like, "Got her." <laughs> and uh, that's when Keith finds the hole in the bathroom closet. Uh, sees diapers. He's super mad. He starts looking through her things. Leaves her a very tense voicemail. Um, uh, Lamb is searching in Mexico. I love that the hotel manager's like, "Hey, man, they all look alike to me." <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then Keith catches up with Veronica Says it's not about her He wouldn't survive without her if she went to prison And then with tears in his eyes he says You played me uh, Yes Okay you know back last season When we had that Mars versus Mars mm. And we thought it was going to be something serious And it really wasn't no. They just had like Differing opinions, different on, opinions uh, on a certain on the teacher. case yeah. yeah But this I mean, this is serious. This is, you know, Veronica's breaking the law. Mm. Yeah, this is kidnapping. <laughs> kidnapping. <laughs> I mean, yes, Duncan is the dad, so it isn't complete kidnapping. But in the eyes of the law, it's totally kidnapping because, you know, if the with the lawyers involved, Duncan would have been, you know, not given that responsibility. Uh, you know, um, but yeah, Keith says, "I don't know how I'll trust you again." Ouch. Um, so. The FBI show up with the warrants, and then Keith just buttons right up, says he doesn't say anything. He defends Veronica, and they say they went up north to, to Big Bear. They found a recorder there that Veronica must have set up. And uh, But no, it, no. At the end, when the sister says, she won't let go of my finger, and he says, oh, she thinks you're Veronica. And the sister says, uh, so does the FBI. Oh, yeah, so it wasn't her. Why do you keep right. saying sister? Duncan's sister. That's not Celeste's daughter. <laughs> That's who we think is Celeste's daughter, but it's not really. That's just the assistant, Astrid. They, that was a theory that Veronica had, but she didn't exactly because remember she was ha- she had it because she was like okay, twenty five years old was dumped off in a uh, yeah. restroom, but it turned out to be Trina. Well, the- so oh okay, but it's funny that it is Astrid helping. Yeah, and who knows? Well, maybe she hates maybe, Celeste. Maybe yeah, or maybe Celeste was involved somehow. Maybe Celeste, you know, is going through the motions, working with Vinny to help her son escape with this child. True. I mean, she did love her son. Um, so uh, yeah, yeah, we Duncan's got a ridiculous disguise and a huge backpack, and we're like, oh my god, is Grace the baby in there? I know. That's what I'm. Like, then he tosses the this giant backpack the into the back of the truck. I'm like, oh my god, the baby. Then <laughs> <laughs> it turns out that Vinny is there with Astrid And um, and uh, the baby's actually called Lily Yay Oh, I, I know, that made me cry uh, And um, I just love that um, You know, Veronica psyched Lamb out To actually go ahead and cross the border And who's going to search a cop's trunk, you know <laughs> And so uh, Duncan got across the border that way Um so, yeah, I actually wrote it out. 
Duncan kidnapped Lily and hides. Veronica plants ab- evidence on a boat for the FBI to find and has a fake conversation with a recording of Duncan so that FBI will go to Big Bear. Then Astrid, who is working with Veronica and Duncan, uses Veronica's credit card in Mexico, leading Lamb on a wild goose chase. Duncan hides in the trunk and successfully crosses the border where he finds Vinnie Van Lowe, Astrid, and baby Lily. So that's the story. So are they going back to the United States or are they staying in Mexico? I think they're going to Mexico and they stay in Mexico and yeah. Um, and then, yeah, go ahead. The fortune. Oh, the fortune. He, yeah. Uh, the fortune cookie says that like, uh, true love, uh, great loves are never over. No, so true love stories never have endings. They never have an ending. So like, will Duncan come back? Because I really don't remember. He may be gone forever. What I love here is that this is like something they set up at the beginning of the season. Like we were wondering what the hell was to do with the fortune cookie. When he gave her the fortune cookie, we didn't see what the fortune was. And then she immediately <gasps> like freaked out and like gave him a hug and they were back together again. Oh. So that sentiment was what won Veronica over. So she'd be back oh. with Duncan again. Oh. There's another thing about the fortune, by the way. What? Did you notice the numbers? <laughs> no. Four. Eight, fifteen, sixteen, twenty-three, forty-two. Are you serious? Yep. <laughs> and that was a big shout out to the competition. <laughs> Lost was <sighs> airing opposite them. <laughs> I love it because at first I was like, "What? How the hell did the number like like did they just randomly pick those numbers?" And I had to remind myself, like, "Oh no, no, Veronica Mars was on opposite Lost at that time." So. <laughs> Uh, will Duncan be back? Okay, well, I have some trivia for you. <laughs> because, oh, wait, stop before you tell me. I remember when, okay, you know when he left, like, in season one mm. and was hiding out and he yeah. came back. And then he leaves here and you're like, he's going to come back just like he did last time. But you know what? I don't think he does. The episode features the final regular appearance by Duncan Kane, played by Teddy Dunn, after his character was written off the series. Rob Thomas attributed Duncan's departure to the lack of fan interest in Veronica and Duncan's relationship, stating that, Mm -hmm. you know, we had two romantic possibilities for Veronica. One sort of dominated the fans' interest, and it became clear Mm -hmm. that one suitor won out. Mm -hmm. Because everybody loves the bad boy. From the very beginning of the series, fans had expressed dislike towards the character of Duncan. However, he decided to keep playing the character. In a later interview, Teddy Dunn said... Obviously, I acted because I wanted the fans to like the experience. You want your performance to be liked. You don't want to suck. You don't want people to think you suck. That wasn't the goal. Before going into the filming of season two, Thomas had told Dunn that he was being written off the show, and Dunn did not react badly to the news, as by that point, it was, quote, already a decision, quote, for him to return to the second season at all. Uh, So, yeah, he was even like, okay, well, (laughs) like everybody hates my character. Really, am I coming back for the second season? And then, yeah, Uh, there is a happy ending, though. Uh, In 2013, uh, Teddy Dunn got his law doctorate and he is now a New York City based law associate. He's uh, he's, he's not acting anymore. Well, good for him because he's not a good actor. (laughs) Oh, don't don't bow Teddy Dunn out like that. He was good in this episode. I felt bad for his character. I think he did much. He was much better this second season. If you look up, I'll, I'll post the interview that he does um, that he did with a TV Guide around the time when the movie came out, and he explains mm-hmm. like like he was given this character. He was told like he was a very he- heavily medicated uh, character. He had 
uh, mental issues and stuff like that. And so he played into that. And unfortunately, that was all you really knew of Duncan. <laughs> and so a lot yeah. of people were like, yeah, he's – and then the whole incest thing came up, which apparently grossed out a lot of the viewers that thinking that Veronica was – his sister, he still slept with her that night at the party with the GH. Oh. But then he's like, he he says, but people don't remember that Duncan was on GHB as well. So you know, people thought that he was his. You know, Duncan was like okay with incest. Yeah, when he was when a he, victim. When he thought too. it was an incest. Yeah. Anyway, I'll post the yes. Uh, uh, I remember interview. thinking all of that the first time I watched it. But I mean, I enjoyed Duncan and. Veronica this this time around this season I think is is much better yeah yeah and okay let's talk about let's talk about Veronica and and this in season two Veronica is 18 years old and she is now having sex with Duncan and spending the night at his hotel room right okay think about so was uh Smallville was on at this time of course it was because it was on for 10 zillion years but and how, like, that show was so, like, blue balls. <laughs> <laughs> Clark Kent was, he constantly, he he couldn't, it was like the show would not allow well, him no. to be. Veronica doesn't have super strength, okay? <laughs> she's not going to, she's not worried about killing Duncan or. <laughs> but the show was kept very PG, oh, very yeah. innocent, very uh, traditional For values. Sure. And. This show it was like the network allowed the character to be sexually active when she turned 18. Mm-hmm. And then now you have on Riverdale these, these <laughs> parents who are sending their kids off for the weekend. <laughs> it is – it's really – Riverdale is just – it's just repulsive. <laughs> uh, well, before we get into our third episode, I got to say I want to remind everybody to check out the app from our friends at TV Time. If you want to join a global community of TV watchers where our podcast, among others, is currently streaming, download the TV Time app today. Go to TVTime.com for more details. Also, we're a member of the TV Talk Network, so make sure to check out TV Talk um, dot FM uh, for more podcasting goodness. And uh, so the next episode is written by John M. Bum. It's called Richard and Wallace Go to White Castle. And I was writing up a, a synopsis, like a you know a quick summary of this episode. And I happened yeah. to stumble upon uh, – I think it's called uh, – it's a fan site called Mars Investigations. And they had summaries and I, w- I checked out what their summary for the episode was. And it was – I don't know why they wrote it like this. But it's hilarious. So I just copied theirs. Uh, okay. I'm going to read it to you now. Um, and verily, Lady Veronica is Sir Wallace's knight in shining armor. But forsooth, she is having a little trouble proving he wasn't driving the chariot that ran over a serf. Since rogue Rashard Rucker's uncle, and aren't uncles always evil, controls all <laughs> the strings. Fortunately, with the help of yon fair maiden Jackie of Cook... Veronica saves the day. Unfortunately, the investigation of the bandits Weevil and Logan into the death of poor Squire Felix is exposed just as Blackguard Thumper is shown to be the Mordred to Weevil's Arthur. The PCH knights beat their now-deposed king and throw his horse into the river. And the sire of Maiden Jackie, Sir Terence of Cook, is questioned in conjunction with the crash of the big yellow wagon. Burn the nation! What? <laughs> Burn a nation? I actually am not sure what that word means. 
<laughs> Let me look it up. Burdenation. Burdenation. Uh, Urban Dictionary says to burdenate uh, is to step on ten peasants consecutively without bit getting sorted. Arrowed or no, that doesn't. That must be some sort of. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> it's a World of Warcraft character. This is a word that we don't use anymore. It must be a reference to something Shakespearean or Arthurian. Anyway, I just thought that was funny. So, uh, so I have this split up into uh, three things, and we'll start with I know what Richard did last summer um, <laughs> because. I really wish the wino had a hook for a hand because that would have made this case even better. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so Veronica serves Wallace a German chocolate nutgasm to prepare him to accuse the next LeBron James in the press. And Veronica, who is still kind of reeling from uh, the donut run, uh, is looking for a project. So she takes this on. But was it the last episode that Jackie talked to them at lunch? Nope, it's this one. It's this one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Wallace is surprised after talking to the, the Chicago statesman uh, that uh, his story isn't in the news. And um, that's when Black Lightning calls Wallace <laughs> and says that uh, Richard and the other kids are actually accusing Wallace of being the driver. Um, so Wallace is sure it's not Richard making this up. It's got to be the uncle. And he's coming. They're coming to town. To do something with for UCLA, which is not Neptune, but I guess it's close by. <laughs> I remember San Diego being very far from Los Angeles when I was over there. Yeah, yeah, it's like an hour away at yeah. least. It's like an hour away. Uh, he is like, if I could just talk to him alone. Um, and that's when Jackie shows up at the lunch table, and it's like she and Veronica get their claws out. But then she offers to kind of hang out with the both of them, and Wallace is not interested and tells them to hang out and leaves the table. So yeah, I, I like that. That's a good setup. Yeah, I like that Jackie, as hot and as you know worldly as Jackie is, she regrets what happened between her and Wallace, and she wishes they were still friends. Right. And but I love how like her. Uh, previous uh, nonsense makes her pretty suspect. We don't realize that she's actually working with Veronica and Wallace until the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, so Veronica brings Wallace to Cliff. Is that a twist or a reveal? Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I get it's both because <laughs> I feel it was relieved, revealed and uh, uh, it was also like, oh, I don't know. I guess it's more of a reveal than a twist. It's a reveal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we find out that uh, oh yeah, Cliff says he's got five na- days to clear his name, so the the clock is ticking. Um, so we mm-hmm. find out about Tracy James, who is a cheerleader known for her boobs, and um, they say that skanky girls often troll the booster dinner to get themselves a future sports star. And so we see Tracy and another girl lure Richard into a limo. And by the way, um, Tracy, I I mean I didn't I, I hate to say this, but the, the boobs were not as impressive as uh, Wallace was describing. Well, I don't think that necessarily is Tracy. Really? Is it? Oh, she was built as Tracy. Just, I, I, that's why. I, oh, she I is yeah. built as Tracy? Yeah. I just assumed that that's where Veronica got the information. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Richard, um, I know him from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's an actor named B.J. Britt. He played uh, I, e- Oh, really? Agent Triplet. Oh, I, I 
I saw him a lot at Dragon Con oh, nice. one year, several years ago. Like he uh, did a lot of panels and was very casual and cool. Yeah, I was a little confused by this. Um, like, Veronica's in the front seat, and there's this other guy with a mustache, and for a moment there, I thought it was Keith in disguise. <laughs> but then we see... Th- I know, and it was almost like his his voice was dubbed. Yeah, yeah. He's doing, like, a funny accent or something like that, but... Yeah. Um, nope. Uh, Veronica is playing UCLA rep and uh, has conned this limo driver into bringing them to where she wants to go, which is a parking garage. Um, well, they didn't think the uncle was going to be with them, and he got in at the last minute because uh, Rashad is getting uh, these girls. He doesn't want Rashad to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want his his uh, gravy train messed up. Yeah. He wants to keep everything rolling right along. Right. And uh, Wallace and Veronica have a plan to, to pin Rashad down so Wallace can talk to him, but the uncle... Yeah, it's in between. And this them. poor driver, like the uncle comes right out and accuses him of kidnapping them. <laughs> like, yeah, he's wow. like, I'm just, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just doing what I was told. Um, so they leave Veronica and Wallace behind, and Veronica says she's hungry, wants to hit the drive-through, and that's when Wallace remembers they went to White Castle, and the uh, the kid behind the uh, cash register got Richard's uh, autograph through the window. So here's somebody who would be able to identify that Richard was driving that night. And this guy, Guy Abruti, um, disappears. So Veronica and Richard go to a, a frat party to blend in. And uh, it turns out it's a black fraternity. So Veronica waits outside because I guess she can't blend in at a black fraternity. <laughs> like, yeah, but you can well, also yeah. just go, right? <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, I, that's what I thought. I thought, well, sure, surely, you know, people of other races are not allowed at this party right you know i thought that seems kind of you know surely the uh, yeah well it, it goes it, it goes right into veronica's plan because i don't think wallace knows what's going on here and uh but maybe he does does you think wallace knows what's happening at this point <gasps> yeah you think he's I part think of this so. plan so why did they have this discussion about like oh we let's go in and blend in and i'll, I'll just talk to richard are you talking about the jackie plan yeah I feel like she's like backup. Really? Or or he's backup to her. Because I think like Veronica gets her to bring Richard to Club Thin where she can get super huge deputy, poor guy, uh, <laughs> uh, to, to take his phone, to take the uncle's phone when the uncle arrives chasing them there. Not even to take mm-hmm. not even to take Richard's phone. So Wallace is like when Richard asked Wallace because he got like put in a closet. Um, Wallace gets out of the closet and the, finds the uncle looking, and uh, the uncle asks Wallace, and Wallace says it's Jackie was talking about a club. I know exactly what club. Oh wait, Wallace didn't know where what club Jackie was going to. So I, mean, I don't know. It's a little kinky. Like yeah. Well, <laughs> and when when she calls Wallace from that phone. Or something, yeah. When Wallace finds out that she has the uncle's phone, he's surprised or something like that. Yeah. I don't know, but he was also he also did this thing like, I'm just going to go with you to uh, to see how it, how it all turns out or whatever. <laughs> Where I don't know, maybe he was there to get the phone given to him or. 
But anyway, Veronica Veronica ends up giving Wallace the phone and um, tells her tells him to give the numbers to Black Lightning and maybe uh, Guy's number will be there. Jackie comes by for some high fives. Uh, she was in on it, so she's hoping this patch things up. But uh, at the lunch table, but uh, the girl Jane comes up to the table to confirm a date with Wallace, and Wallace kind of shrugs innocently because you know Wallace uh, Wallace likes the ladies. He can't help all ladies love him, especially ladies that actually like him and aren't don't play with him at all. And uh, maybe Jane's one of those. Do you remember Jane? Yeah. She had the broken leg. Or yeah, something. she had the broken leg before. She was like uh, uh, one of the people. Uh, you know my name. Yeah. She like she, you could tell that she li- had liked Wallace and didn't know that Wallace knew she had existed. So uh, black light, black lightning gets one more scene here, fighting a drunk guy Rudy in a hotel with a couple of girls. Oh my god, that was great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's after that scene we have to say goodbye to Cress Williams. We'll never see him again. Oh, um, yeah. So um, uh, Veronica shows up to Wallace's game. Monty calls his own phone, which is in Wallace's possession. And Wallace apologizes for his legal troubles and says that can happen when you open your mouth. My advice: keep it shut. <laughs> oh, okay. Which is something yeah. that the uncle said to him before. Anyway, it was kind of fun. It was a little. I don't know. Um, it's definitely more fun than the jury thing, but. Um, at the end, at the end of that whole thing, I was like, "Oh, okay." So, I don't know. There's only so much of the you haven't been seeing everything that's been happening this entire time. <laughs> you know, it kind of was like, yeah. "Oh, okay." This this episode's been lying to me. <laughs> this darn yeah. show keeps lying to me again and again. But we had that when we watched Lost. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, my next uh, plot I call A two or A two Thumper. Um, which is a Julius Caesar reference. A2 Brute? Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you still with us? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Look, I nearly, I walked almost 30 miles during the four days that I worked. Uphill both Saturday, ways? Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I don't know. Up, down, around <laughs> 30 miles. Wow. Jesus. You, like you nearly carrying a pedometer with you? Every- or you have it on your phone or something? Yeah, my phone. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Alright, so Weevil asks Molly about Felix Says they had a secret relationship They worked at a, they met at a church And uh, the priest there is His name is Patrick Fitzpatrick Okay, yeah <laughs> That kind of I don't know uh, During this dialogue I got lost a little bit <laughs> So The Irish and the Hispanics go to church together And that's the only place they go That they don't fight Yes Okay. Uh, Weevil goes over the case with Logan and ruins his golf video golf game. And it's here where we realize that the poor guy's playing golf by himself. This is a video game he usually plays with Duncan. So he's a little yeah. distracted. Duncan's gone. He's in, he, he's probably like, what the hell? I'm in this hotel room that is Duncan's. <laughs> now it's mine. Um, but I don't care. I love to see Weevil and Logan together. Yeah. <laughs> And it's funny that Weevil is sneaking around mm-hmm. to to talk to Logan behind the other PCHers' backs when that's what. Hold on, I'm trying to think of the Felix. Uh-huh. No, Felix, Felix Thumper. Felix was doing Thumper is selling the they're selling the drugs. Oh yeah, behind Thumper. Yeah, the PH, PCHers' back. So it's funny that Weevil's 
sneaking around too. Yeah, Weevil in investigating this whole thing and not trusting any of the PCHers comes up very untrustworthy himself. And it's all mm-hmm. a whole manipulation by Thumper. Anyway, we go to, uh, oh, yeah, the when he leaves, the, we see a, like a Latino janitor standing there watching him leave. Yeah. I was like, who's that? Who's that? Which one is that? But it turns out to be like it's a like, cousin or something like that. Yeah. Oh, he's found out. So we go to Java the Hut, and Lars is back, sadly wailing on air supply. And then um, Britt Daniels of the band Spoon gets up on the stage and starts singing Veronica. And uh, poor Lars loses another girl to <laughs> a famous singer, which I love. It. That was great. I was like, yeah. yes, keep this recurring bet coming. <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> Uh, by the way, um, uh, Britt Daniels, lead singer of Spoon, um, asks for B-17 to get the tune for Veronica. Um, and the lyrics for, quote, uh, Please, Mr. Please by Olivia Newton-John are, Please, Mr. Please, don't play B-17. It was our song. It was his song. But it's over. <laughs> so it's like a oh. double reference. It's like... Yes, we're singing the song Veronica, you know, which is going to get Veronica's attention. But it's also like B-17 is, you know. Sad. Sad, sad, because this is going to be a song that's going to, Lars is going to lose his girlfriend again. (laughs) (laughs) Or the girl he's interested in, I'm not quite sure. Uh, So Weevil's there and Logan. And um, they're sitting close to each other, even though they're trying to pretend (laughs) that they're not together. Uh, Weevil asked Veronica to bug the confessional. and uh, Veronica notices they're trying to sneak around. She's like, I'll get you a pantomime horse's costume. Do either of you have experience <laughs> being a horse's ass? That was great. Uh, the guys tell Veronica that the Fitzpatrick's must be funneling drugs to the traitorous PCH at the church. And that guy's got to be the murderer. So, um, oh, this is at this point where Veronica kind of turns around and hears that, that they're singing her song. Um and then she says she's going to film the confessional, not no sound. So she, yeah, because she feels guilty. Yeah, <laughs> bugging it. It's kind of like for sound. I suppose I, you know, I'm not sure if she's at all religious, but you know, there's sometimes when you're like maybe more agnostic than atheist, and you go into a church and you're like, okay, so I really don't believe in this thing, but do I really want to damn my soul to hell just in case? You know? <laughs> this is one of those things. Uh, and I love how she like apologizes to Virgin Mary. This lady doing like praying looks up at her like what the heck. Um, so she's planting the camera, and Father Patrick is there for confession. And she says she 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 confesses, which I love. She confesses when she knows someone is bad. She does improper things and gets them punished. Um, which you know I love that's kind of a call to how mean Veronica can get in search of justice. You know, yeah, I love, I love that. Yeah, I mean like. She has done some, you know, trying to frame people. Mm-hmm. What she did with um, the guy—I don't even know what episode was that. Towards the end of season one, or is that the beginning of season two? The guy who had the the video of the girlfriend and was was uh, tr- keeping her from breaking up with oh, him. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The girl with the uh, mustache wax. <laughs> no, no, the. Uh, the girl oh. that was in school with her. Oh, yes, yes, of course. And he, she did the whole oh, website that, thing. Like, oh, that, yeah. was, that was terrible. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Patrick says he can sympathize, but um, she can overcome evil with good. Um, yeah, and he starts, he, he quotes some uh, Bible verses. And, right. 
Uh, Veronica shows Weevil the tape, and we notice that the drugs are smuggled into the hymnal, and um, we see Liam in there, then we see Thumper in there. So Weevil calls a meeting of all the motorheads and calls out Thumper, and Thumper's like, so what? And it turns out that every one of them are actually stealing drugs for the Fitzpatricks. Yeah. Weevil can't believe it, uh, because these are the guys that killed Reaper, so they're working for the enemy. Um, Thumper says... Uh, Hector's cousin saw him leave Logan's room at Neptune Grand, and so they all think they all still think Logan killed Felix. So Weevil looks like a complete sellout, and so they mm-hmm. all string Weevil up and beat him, and then they say adios. Thumper tells a very sad-looking Hector to throw Weevil's bike in the ocean, and they all leave. And Weevil accuses Thumper of killing Felix, and Thumper then shows him a video of Weevil beating up Curly. So he's got. And so, uh, and then the next day we see Sad Weevil riding the school bus. <laughs> and of course, Dick of all people is like, "It's <laughs> just like, don't even say it, mm. don't even say a word." Is this is this when Weevil gets taped up? No, that was a previous episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, one last thing to talk about before we get out of here. This episode is running long. Um, the bus crash investigation gets a a little bit more here. Um, Keith, why does Keith get the idea to go to the uh, police station to get these recordings? I know it's crazy, isn't it? It's like it's just, just last just last episode. Keith is like, mm-hmm. "How dare you go in the evidence room and take evidence that could screw up a case?" Da, 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 da. But it's like now Keith is like, "I have to take it upon myself because nobody's going to fi- figure out this case out but me." Uh, and so, of course, the whole. Uh, making yourself a security guard, the codes in Inca's drawer, that all comes back into play. Um, there is grossness about going into an evidence room and p- potentially messing up a case, but there's even more grossness when you realize that the book that he's uh, smuggling the tapes out in uh, is uh, is called Those Who Trespass, which, was, which is kind of funny, but, it, yeah. but it's a book written by Bill O'Reilly. And the fact that Keith owns a book by Bill O'Reilly really bothers me. Uh. <laughs> But then again, he could have gone to a bookstore. He's like, "What book would be great to just hollow out?" <laughs> yeah, let me get this thing off the off the uh, clearance table. Here. Uh, oh, those who trespass—that's <laughs> pretty funny. I'm going to take this book. <laughs> All right, Keith redeemed. All right, uh, Keith tells Veronica to shred pictures in the Murray case. She finds a picture where Terrence Cook is romancing Miss Dumas. Oh, Terrence was. Uh, hitting on the America's Next Top Model. Mm. Uh, and then she met, tells her dad about the gambling issues and admits about recording Lamb blackmailing Terrence. And I just love that Keith is not even saying anything about how he took that bug off of uh, Lamb's desk. <laughs> like, he's he, he totally knew about this. Yeah, but, that that was so Veronica. Yeah. yeah. Keith listens to the tapes. It's the interrogations that um, Lamb did after the bus crash. So... Yeah, so he can't do the interrogations, so he has to listen to these tapes so he can hear how Lamb interrogated and what they what the answers to the questions were. So, Dick says he didn't get on the bus because it stank. Uh, Beaver says the same thing, and uh, they both know Curly as a mechanic. Um, mm-hmm. Keith says uh, to Veronica that the rat might be there, not as an accusation of Veronica, but to make it smell bad enough. So those who could afford to get another ride would do that, but Veronica is just is still. Kind of thinking that she might have been the target. So she's not quite buying it. 
Um, the last. But now Gia. Gia, yes. Yes. Woody told Gia not to take the bus. He mm. must have been totally psychic or something. <laughs> and then Keith and Veronica see on the news that Terrence has been brought in for questioning by Lamb about the bus crash. Who? Terrence. Who's Terrence? Oh, oh, the football, uh, the, the baseball father. player. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so that's where we live off in that whole investigation. Was Terrence involved? Was Woody involved? Was somebody targeting Veronica? So, okay, let's let's break this down mm. because I don't understand. <laughs> so Terrence, it's kind of being blackmailed by Lamb. He wants him to buy some tickets, or he'll release this information right. He's or been whatever. Gambling. He's a gambler. Yeah, oh, he's his own games, maybe or oh, and so he's he's dating the teacher, the school teacher. Right. He okay. So could so he? Could it. he? Could I mean the only reason why I think we're looking at Lamb and his connection to the bus is the fact that um, uh, Miss Dumas was on the bus. So maybe Miss Dumas is going to turn over some sort of evidence in his gambling, and that he had to kill her by murdering a bunch of other. I just don't buy. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't understand how Terrence could benefit from a, a bunch of school kids being murdered. Right. Um. So how would Woody? Goodman, Goodson, Goodwin, Goodman, Goodman, Goodman. How would Woody Goodman benefit from a bunch of school kids being murdered? Um, maybe there was a student on the bus that he wanted to kill. Maybe there was maybe the teacher he wanted to kill. Maybe, maybe it had something to do with Curly the mechanic. Was he the? I gotta, I gotta reread. Gotta go in the wiki and reread some of the stuff on Curly because the whole, uh, the whole Veronica or uh, Veronica. Curly was the one. Yeah, Curly was the one that Weevil got into a fight, beat up, and then they found his body washed up right. on shore, and Veronica Mars uh, on his hand. Yeah, name and, on his and, hand, and he was a guy who could rig up an explosion because mm. he did the whole. Uh, uh, Crash in Aaron Eccles movies. Uh, uh-huh. movie. Yeah, my brain is turning into mush. I think we should hang it up tonight. Uh, okay. <laughs> and also, hopefully, cat, cat this all will make here. sense. Oh, it will. Yeah, maybe this will make sense later on. It will. It'll all make sense. So next week. Okay, one you've episodes, already watched. Uh huh. It was pretty good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you want to talk about it now? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no um, Ain't no magic mountain high enough. A Diane, Reg- uh-huh. Diane Ruggiero joint. Yes. Versatile toppings uh-huh. and the quick and the wed. The quick and the wed. Cool. Well, folks, watch those episodes, and we'll be back next week to talk about them. And uh, the cat says goodbye too. And the TV not, in the other room cat. that you could probably hear on the recording says goodnight too because the cat busted the door open. <laughs> uh, so, uh, all right, we'll see you all next week. On we don't want to wait. Bye. Bye.